beginning. The following program is not to be taken seriously. What you are about to witness is two self-proclaimed cinema experts discussing the fun intricacies of the film industry. Their opinions or beliefs are not representative of true talent or proper cinema. Research is optional and even discouraged since they find it to be, and I quote, useless nonsense for the academy. Keep in mind that if you are trying to avoid spoilers, you are not in the right place. If the boys have seen the movie, it is assumed that everyone has. Sit back, relax, have fun. If you cannot currently do that, do whatever you want, just enjoy the pod. These are... There hasn't been a single episode of Real Talk that exists so I don't, do I do, where I don't... So <laughs> <laughs> I don't cough up a lot. <coughs> Is it? Is it live, right? Like, it always we're, been like on air. Okay. <laughs> Man's been dying for like his entire existence. It's been how many Tap episodes? Up to what? Episode zoo. like always sick. What episode is this? Uh, twelve. Episode twelve? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just here on vacation. Exactly. On vacation. <laughs> anyway, episode twelve of Real Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Um. Very, very cool episode today, as always. Uh, you're joined, your host, I'm Nick A, I've got Nick L with yes, me. Yes, that's me. And uh, today we got a special guest in studio. He's been uh, reoccurring on uh, some of the other episodes to this date, but Brother Matt in studio for a full episode today. Yay. You don't I'm get like, a, something. Sometimes we applause, today you don't get you don't ah, get I figured. Uh, I was going to applaud myself, and then I saw you guys both had your hands in your pockets, and I was like... <laughs> oh, I was about to, I was like, ah, you know what? Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Brother Matt in studio. That's I'll enough. Add, that's enough. I'll add claps in post. Make it seem <laughs> like we're genuinely care. <laughs> we do care. We do just care. Just put like the cricket noise instead. No, that's just mean. <laughs> we, we do care. We do care. We're happy to have you. Um, we have a lot of shit to talk about today. Not that many sm- small topics. Pretty light in terms of movie news. But we have a lot of movies that are coming out. We have movies on limited release. Movies that... We were able to get to see before their uh, worldwide release. Because uh, we're cool like that. Lucky ass, eh? Yeah. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, probably the movie of the month in terms of... I feel like this is going to probably gross the most. This is probably going to be the one that gets the most um, viewership. Uh, Wonka. What so we got, to, we got to watch Wonka, really, uh, which is the the third film out of all the Willy Wonka films. When you apparently... So I googled it. I was Googling, like, how many Wonka films there are. There's the one from the 70s with Gene, yep, wow. Gene Wilder. 2005, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yep. Yikes. Then I thought there was this <laughs> one. I, I like that one. Anyway, then I thought that... And then in 2020... Kids drowned in chocolate. Yeah. Like, why? Well, that happens in the other one, too, in the, in the 70s. Yeah. But, anyway, and in 2023, there's Wonka. This, this counts, however... There is a fourth Wonka film. It came out in between um, uh, Johnny Depp's and Chalamet's, and it's a Tom and Jerry go to the chocolate factory film. That doesn't count. No I saw it on Wikipedia. I'm like, since when does that exist? And why does it count with the films? Apparently, yeah, so it's in there. The Star Wars Christian special count the Star Wars song? No, because it's. Uh, but apparently, they just. No, but like, I, they related it, but it's not. The Tom same. and Jerry has to be like top two as. Animated, franchise, animated. franchise with the most crossovers. Oh, they're everywhere. Like behind Scooby Doo, they go to everything. But they, they go everything. to everything, literally. <laughs> it's sick. It's sick. Um, Willy Wonka, though. Timothy Chalamet takes on the role Willy Wonka. It's. Uh, I'm. 
I don't want to say that it's an easy role to do. It's not. Yeah. Granted, you only have two people that ever played it before him, so you kind of yeah. have free reign to do whatever you want. And then there's literally him. Like, literally to be him. Fair, it's, he's yeah. literally him. He is him. So, uh, how long does this movie run for? Two uh, hours? No, 157. Okay, so. <laughs> we'll just say two. <laughs> Well, I meant, I, I meant wanted like, it to be exact in the ballpark. Let's say the ballpark. So yep. a little less than two hours, if you count the uh, credits and everything. Uh, uh, off the rip, uh, you off watched the rip. it. What you gotta say? Uh, uh, I texted, I texted you the uh, what I thought about it, and I gotta find back what I said, but because I know I won't be able to say it like that again. It was, uh, it's the perfect execution of a bland ass idea. Which, long there. story short, says there. There. nothing happens in this movie. Mm. Nothing, nothing will change between when you start it and when no. you end it. If you, it's a, it's, isn't it just like a prequel? It, it is well, a prequel. It, it, it's it's a, use, a prequel to a movie that came out in the seventies. No, no. <laughs> it's a prequel to the character of Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. It's more so like you want to know how quirky he is and why. You want to know they, when he made chocolate for the first time well, and when he was they younger. Kind of go backwards. No, the Willy Wonka movies like Chalamet is like really young. Then there's Depp, who's like midlife, kind of creepy. I think then there's Depp, Jay Wilder, who's like old and so. Old so out, from like, what I've understood, Johnny Depp's iteration and Gene Wilder's iteration is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a remake. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a remake. Uh-oh. The only difference is that there's no music. There's mm-hmm. no musical aspect in Tim Burton. There is. There is. Augustus Boop. Augustus Boop. They don't make Willy Wonka sing. No, but everyone else Gene, is saying. Yeah, but it's not the same. In, Ge- in Ge- yep. Gene Wilder's son, Pure Imagination, which is Willy Wonka's song, and Timothy Chalamet did as well. Uh, the Chalamet film is 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 very, 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 very uh, okay. <laughs> I want, the only movie I could compare it to was... Uh, I always forget its name, but it's with The Rock, where at the end of the movie, they go in a submarine and they escape an island. Oh, Journey of the Center of the Earth too. Exactly that. Like Journey to the Center of the Earth? Yeah, it reminds me of that for how shallow, unnecessary, and kind of boring it is. <laughs> like you sit through, you look at the movie, and you're like, okay, this is a complete waste of my time, but I kind of want to finish it so for the sake of finishing that's, it. That's how I felt throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And the, so like I wrote down uh, some notes on what I thought was good yes. about this movie. Because there is good things. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be realistic. 100%. Um, yeah... I, uh, what I wrote right down is Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise was definitely right. A couple months ago, he claimed that Timothy Chalamet is the next like big movie star. Yeah, uh, he's right. He's right. One hundred percent. I have yet to see the movie. I thought you were gonna say Tom Cruise is in the Willy Wonka. No, Tom movie. Cruise is not. <laughs> Tom Cruise is not in the Willy Wonka movie. He's pulling out all the stunts. Tom Cruise doing his run at yeah. the end, like <laughs> slipping on Tom, chocolate. Exactly. Tom Cruise is right. Like Timothy Chalamet mm. is that dude movie star. He's, he's that dude. He is like in this movie, extremely captivating. He's able to dance and he does all the acts well. He sings, he acts at like a level of. Um, He's our generation's DiCaprio. Uh, uh, not yet, no. not yet, because DiCaprio has DiCaprio, something special about DiCaprio him. DiCaprio has done roles that are so like heavy. And he's got like this. This DiCaprio has this effect where Shadow if you is have twenty-one years old. Man. Yeah, but DiCaprio has an effect where if you put him in a movie. You know you're getting a performance out of DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Chalamet, and I see him being cast. I'm like, are you gonna make this movie? Like he's in Dune, Dune Part Two. He's in Dune Part One as well. No, I know, <laughs> but to me, he's not. He's not the reason Dune Part One is good. He probably won't be the reason Dune Part Two is good either. Well, I that's think, how I feel about Chalamet. 
as far as DiCaprio goes, the thing is too, like, he's the only actor I've ever seen where he's, like, because usually people go about it is they try to shape through the character and, like, becoming the character when they try to act. DiCaprio is the only one that is able to take the character and shape it to him me. and make it him. Yeah. And, like, you see him play, you know it's DiCaprio every single time, but you're like, maybe he's exactly like that as a human being. He's so connected to his role that you feel like they're extremely human because so, he adapts them to his personality perfectly. So, but however, the, the Chalamet, if you say that he's this generation DiCaprio, I would say not yet, but if anybody in this generation of young actors has potential to be the him, it's probably yeah. him. So, where does he, who would you compare him to right now in his career? No one. Timothy Chalamet. No, he's, no, not. No, no, him. Who would I compare him. Chalamet to? I can only compare Chalamet to himself. Because Chalamet now is this is his first role where he is officially the sole focus of the film. He is Wonka. He is playing that character, and he is the main figure of this film. He is the person at the helm. This is his Gilbert Grape in a way. But Gilbert Grape was Johnny Depp. Yeah, Leo was, exact- was also. Lisa, I was gonna say Leo played like the younger brother. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were still comparing but him to Leo. Leo stole that <laughs> movie. Granted, mm-hmm. Chalamet has played in other movies where he is the show yep. stealer, but this is him being. This is not just the show stealer. This is the you are the superstar mm-hmm. in this yes, movie. You nice. gotta do it. And I was about to answer you that to me, his closest comparative would have been Johnny Depp. Not in terms of like style of acting and everything, but in terms of the way he's going about his movies mm-hmm. is very Johnny Depp esque, where he's just there and does an excellent job. And yeah. You have to give him time. Shows up, goes to work, comes Barely home. Barely started cooking yet. There's he, 20 minutes, like 20 years left. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. at least No, but like, before we can look back and yeah. actually look at his and, career. And what's crazy is that you look at the resume he's already built for himself. Mm-hmm. Like we said, he, he's in Dune. He's had phenomenal performances in films like Call Me By, uh, Call Me By Your Name mm-hmm. in Beautiful Boy. And I'm and he's in the French Dispatch where yeah. it's more goofy. This is more goofy. Yeah, Bones and all, all, which was last year. Yeah. That movie was creepy, but he's good in that too. Mm-hmm. He is turning into, he's turning in not to the person that guarantees a good performance, but he is like I said, he has the potential to do so because if you look at the resume, you try to find a bad mm-hmm. performance, it's hard to a- do. exactly what you. I think what you were trying to get across with the, the last point you just made is that. Whenever you're going to get him, it doesn't guarantee your movie to be a complete success, but it guarantees that your main character, the character he plays, will be stellar. That's so far what we know when he's into a movie, which is why it's always a good sign. But Leo, on the other hand, takes your movie and just makes it incredible. Like, you could take a shitty-ass movie and make it great with Leo in it. Take Killers of the Flower Moon, replace Ernest, played by DiCaprio, with, like, a Tobey Maguire. You're done. That movie sucks. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio does things that he can mm-hmm. elevate the entire movie. Yeah. Chalamet, the first time I've seen Chalamet do this is this movie. Mm. He is the reason this movie doesn't fucking suck. Yes. Because this movie without Chalamet would fucking suck. How was the Oompa Loompa? So that's why. Like, <laughs> that, that, that will come later. <laughs> I, for, I, I, wrote, I forget the actor's me, name. What is it? Uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Grant that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, so Apparently he hated it. In my head, I had Ed Norton for some reason. It, I was there, like, there's well, no I, way. I would love Ed Norton to be <laughs> at Oompa Loompa. The Oompa Loompa worked for me. Really? I find it. I, I loved Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa. Apparently he's he, like, he's like, 
Like, there's just things that they do that, that, that like, there's something off about a million Oompa Loompas. Like, in Johnny Depp's, there's, the there's so many Oompa Loompas. Yeah. You're down to just one guy. And he's talking with Willy Wonka, like... As if he's, like, the king he of the starts, world. He starts dancing, and to me, say, uh, Willy Wonka's like, stop it. And he's like, no, when I start, I can't stop. <laughs> like, he just keeps going. <laughs> and he's so posh, too. It makes me laugh every single time. I he's, like, the... the most upholding, like, yeah. not human being, but Oompa Loompa being. And... The guy's like literally two feet tall. <laughs> like you see him go, he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like uh, you gotta make sure that everything goes well. There's a clip circulating TikTok and that's one of the funnier parts in the movie when the Oompa is like, come closer. No, come closer. Come closer. He's like, what? Willy Walker keeps pretty closer. He whacks him over the head with a fucking fan <laughs> and runs see, away. I didn't see that one. It's, I saw the one where he's uh, in his recliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, huh, what is it? Oh, huh, what? You said, huh? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just... Okay. <laughs> it's huh! A... <laughs> but what I, what, something else that the movie gave me when I saw the Oompa is like, this is the definition of like, like, this is really, tech is going to kill us all. Like when I saw you Grant's face plastered on a CGI puppet <laughs> running around, I was like, that's fucking creepy. That's the stuff of nightmares. It is, it yeah. is, it is. Is that how the Oompa were in the Gene Wilder one? Probably, but like no, they were face, makeup, green makeup, hair, more makeup. Like that. Like, this is oh. a CGI of blue, but you look at him and you know. Oh, you meant, no, he meant like the way the, the, the faces way they, the were. The way they look. Like the, the green yeah, they hair, were, they the had like puffy cheeks, the orange face, the green mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. They always had that. Blue, blue, blue. Yeah. Honestly, I would have just had him like voice a CGI puppet, honestly. Well, that's, what, that's, putting, that's what it is. It's the guys, like, just, no, no, no. It's a deep fake. I would not have put his face on it because that is creepy. He does look a little creepy. It's a deep fake Oompa Loompa. He does look a little creepy, but he works to me. He is kind of the comic relief and bits that are not supposed to be funny and he does a good job mm-hmm. and he helps guide the character Willy Wonka that's and you gotta remember it's a story for kids it, yeah this movie it's a oh, that's, story for I, kids I was gonna get into that this movie is entirely for children all of the jokes are for children Keegan-Michael Key plays the cop yeah. in this movie yeah. great role he's funny he's very funny I find him funny in everything he does in this role you could tell that he's doing it entirely for the children yes what a kid the film has a <coughs> not again <laughs> some water <coughs> Jesus the film has a uh, a very like whimsical feeling through about yeah, the entire world. heartwarming there's it, nothing it landed, serious about it landed at the right time of the year where like it's a perfect creamy movie for the kids Christmas time the winter time yeah it like, just works overall but what I will say is like a glass like it can like it can charm you it can annoy the shit out of you oh and it did like I was like you're, you're fucking pissed me off. I want to go over the hotel scene. Yeah, I, I, but before... I wanted to touch on one last thing, one last point. That was good. I just wanted to mention, yes, it can also annoy you, but um, earlier I said, like, Hugh Grant's full CGI of Blue, but a little bit, like, off to me. But on the other hand, the uh, AI... Uh, not the AI. The CGI in this film, that they use it for, especially in performances sometimes, the musical performances, it benefits the film. Yes. The most beautiful sequence to me is he's singing, um, I think he's singing Pure Imagination with a little girl and he's got the umbrella and they're floating above the roof and like that whole thing is really nice. It's Mm -hmm. really pretty. And I was like, um, this is using CGI to the, to the benefit. Mm -hmm. Whereas you, it's additive, not replaceive. You don't replace it. Yeah. You're adding something. You're not, you're not forcing your hand. Like, with the Oompa Loompa, making a CGI is a decision. You are changing that. Mm-hmm. You're replacing a real human being because they're 
I don't know if anybody knows this, in the other Willy Wonka movies, yeah. real human beings played Oompa Loompas. Yes. So you got to sub them out for a CGI Hugh Grant. Okay. But when you're using it to add to a performance, then you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point it out because there well, are some beautiful sequences. Yes. Also, in the first act, uh, the chocolate that makes mm-hmm. them yeah. uh, elevate, ele- elevate. That's pretty And cool. I, one other thing that I also like with that movie is the editing. I like the fast pace that it gives the movie yeah and how like it, it's, it paced pretty well yeah and over two hours. it's very snappy just like the main character because yeah. like Willy Won- the way Willy Wonka is played is really um, like um, impulsive but in a uh, creative way where yeah. he's like he has an idea he has to execute it, execute it immediately. immediately and the pacing and the editing reflects that in a beautiful way and it's, that I noticed instantly the film has like a eureka effect every five minutes yeah. like he's always like oh, eureka okay I'm gonna go do it okay 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 no, it's, it's like kids right yeah but it's, but it's, it's it, the way but you're explaining it to me it sounds very Dora the Explorer-esque it almost like, it feels almost that like that but it's, <laughs> but it's engaging for a family mm-hmm. like a I family would go watch movie. yeah I, mm-hmm. but it's it's a, like it's, it's a tried and true family movie mm-hmm. and it's a tried and true formula which is where all the negative about this yeah. movie can like s- emerge yeah. well, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote <laughs> on, my, on my notes what goes wrong in this movie the plot <laughs> what happened I don't even know I was wowed by it drowned in chocolate from what I, yeah at the Damn. end I was like okay they're drowning in chocolate okay the Oompa Loompa saved them that's funny Hugh Grant pops up in the vent Huh? You see his little <laughs> orange face? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, um, it's like, what, go, what goes wrong in this movie? To me, I, I couldn't even tell you what the whole point of the movie was that I There's no it. point. No, but, well, I understand that there's like, someone's making chocolate, but they're like, barring no, it from it's the world. Bad. And they, It's like, bad when you finish a movie and you realize I just like, watched two hours of pure nothing. But also, you watch pure hours of pure magic at the same time. Like, it, but at the it's same just point, a bunch of scenes that are fun to watch. Yeah, but at the same time, you're like, you can marry the two together. Yeah, like that's yes, the and point. that's that's what makes a great movie, yes. right? Like, so like, that's just decent. Yeah. When we were talking about, we did the Disney animation draft a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and we we're talking like movies that tie together magic and story, and they make a great movie. Toy Story franchises all of that. Mint. Oh, Mint. Mint. There's arguably no better animation franchise in the history of animation. As in like a... a, a, a Get out yeah. of my swamp. No, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Although Shrek is fun, and it is, Shrek, Shrek also is ties life. magic and... Sh- no. Oh, <laughs> Shrek is love. Shrek is life. It does. Shrek it does, does tie. It does tie magic and... Uh, yeah, it does. No, yeah, for that... I agree. Mm-hmm. It does well. I w- what he meant was in terms of classic, though. Because yeah. Shrek is a modern but classic. Like, but like, but it's realistic. Like, Shrek 1's good. Shrek 2's good. Shrek 3? In the dump. Eh. Shrek 4? Eh. Swamp juice. Sw- <laughs> you know? <laughs> Toy Story's got four bangers. Isn't there a fifth one coming out now? If Probably. there's a fifth, fifth Shrek, yeah, Shrek 5. No, man. not Shrek. I'm talking about Toy Story. I don't know about Shrek. I don't know about Toy Story 5. I don't think Shrek Toy Story 5. has a new one coming in. They made four bangers. Like, heaters. They're all great. So it's not like the Cars franchise, basically. No. The first one is good. Second one is like, whoa. <laughs> Honestly speaking, if you look at it purely from a kids' movie standpoint, the second one I enjoyed a lot. But it, it it's nonsense in a way that a kid loves. I saw I saw a TikTok 
and it was talking the guy's like looking at the car's posters he's like woo the car's one poster's like woo radiator springs lightning mcqueen there goes the car's too a special agent goes to europe <laughs> yeah there is a big deal. let's go Just, let's go back to the main topic yeah well, because no, like, it, it's fine i, I Wonka just makes you kind of forget. It, it does so much to be uh, magical that it forgets why you're watching it. Mm-hmm. It forgets what you're watching. You forget what you're watching. But then I also forgot why I was watching it. Like, I want to ask, who asked for a Willy Wonka movie in 2023? No one ever. Well, I think that people wanted to see Timothy Shout. You know what I actually think really put this piece together? The yeah. SNL skit of Timothy Chalamet as Edward Scissorhands really put the comparison between him and Johnny Depp and then people were like yo Willy Wonka but the, how long ago was that SNL 2017 skit? no 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 it was no, like but 2021 like, no, but, no but they were when talking when he did the yeet yeet they, skirt skirt thing there. no but they okay. were talking about, about that. that movie like that while, comparison Wonka. for a while okay. like I remember yeah. wasn't it announced for 2019 I don't Willy know Wonka before it got pushed announced. it's been it's been a fucking around yeah like they announced it a while ago you know this movie benefits from the fact that it's made by the guy who made Paddington. And Paddington's another perfect fucking... Paddington movie. 2. Both of them are great. Nick Cage's Top two favorite, best movie of all top time. Top two best movie of all time. It's uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal says mm-hmm. Paddington 2 is fabulous. I know. Nick Bad. Cage agreed. That's a funny movie. That's a great the movie. The Unbearable yeah. Way of Astro Talent. What good a good movie. movie. It's a good movie. <sighs> so it's You not- gotta leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's- go. Tell my family I love him. You want to cross the road? It's a, yeah, exactly. Just to go around, to go yeah. around the fence. Um, yeah, but like, so it benefits from the guy from the fact that it's made by Paddington too. Paul King is good at this. He's good at those magical movies. However, it's clearly not Paddington. So like, it's that Paddington formula in a movie that can't have a Paddington formula. Nope. Like that's how it works to me and. But the one gripe I had with the, the entirety of Wonka is the, the depiction of Willy Wonka, the character, isn't isn't true to who Willy Wonka really is. It's way too wholesome. Like, I went back and watched Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp play Willy Wonka. There is a scenes that, like, they want to get hugged by somebody. Mm-hmm. And they can't. And they're like, eh, don't they're, touch me. They're, like, they're, they're a little bit more sassy. They're a little bit. They're a little bit more um, arrogant. They're more posh. Yeah. However, I don't think this is Chalamet's fault. No. I think the script is just written and this way. Yeah, I think he acted it very also, well. Also, there's a lot of what a, a contentious point about about the two previous movies about Wonka was the fact like there's a lot of child trauma carried by that main character, yeah. and we don't see that at all in this movie. Well, you because see Chalamet that his is mother a child. Has passed away. Yeah, but it's not child trauma in the same sense that we no, they see don't. They it. don't accentuate it enough. However, in that final scene mm-hmm. where she finally appears, yeah, where that, he sees her, mm-hmm. and he finally, you finally feel a moment of like, this is what he's been doing mm-hmm. it for all along. Yeah, yeah. If they would have pushed Mama. a little bit more throughout the story, literally, that. <laughs> if they would have pushed a little bit more throughout the story, maybe you at the end you have a better payoff. To me, at the end, you have a very nice payoff, a mm-hmm. very safe payoff. But yes. it could have been much it's better. It's fine. It could have been. Much, the the didn't escape dare. of the the they didn't, uh, didn't dare. No, they, they don't dare. They never this dare. movie is very safe. But the scale of this movie feels so much bigger for the for the film it gives. Mm-hmm. Like the set pieces are, are grand and yes. beautiful. The actors on deck. You have Olivia Coleman. You have Keegan Michael Key. You have the other police officer who mm-hmm. is great. Hugh Grant's your fucking Oompa Loompa. And you have Chalamet who's leading it all. Chalamet. And you got freaking Mr. Beans. Oh, Mr. Roman Atkinson. Roman Atkinson's in it. It's true. What? 
What? Roman Atkinson. Uh, Roman Atkinson. I know. He played a, cor- a corrupted priest. Yeah, he it's plays a hilarious. Oh <laughs> he gets hit in the head by the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it, it's very cute. It's very time of year. It's very okay. Like mm-hmm. I said, uh, score on uh, Cinecloud is uh, 6.8. Yeah, accurate. I gave it a it's 7. Fine. It's fine. And also, if you, if you go in this movie and you don't like Wes Anderson... Don't watch it. This movie is literally that style on steroids. Uh-oh. Without like, the, no, no, without the panning shot for the actors, for the actors, and not no symmetry, not really. symmetry, but like the uh, the set pieces, the way they're designed, yeah, the I colors, guess. the it's extremely colorful, yeah. extremely oh yeah, the architecture, great. yeah, like, that is very Wes Anderson esque, but not the shot. The cinematography itself is not, but oh, the style of thought, set pieces is. I thought overall it's fine. I'd give it a movie for the children. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Kala Lane who plays Noodle. Yeah, in this movie, role. it's her uh, it's her first feature film and great role. She looks like a vet. Yeah, she was really cool. I would say that so she's... sassy too. Oh, she's great. Worked. She's the guts like mm-hmm. to Willy Wonka's but, like heart. Like, and we didn't talk about it, but I really want to stress that scene though because I felt like as much as we pointed out positive thing, we gotta yeah go over that hotel scene. Okay, what I, what? I don't remember. Sorry. It's the most useless piece of, like, blood-serving... That's probably why he doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, literally... He basically goes in the hotel. He's, like, you have unpaid charges. And he's, like, enslaved to life. To work for them. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah, well, you, what like, do you want me to tell you? This is Willy Wonka, man. You literally wasted 30 minutes of my life over a stupid plotline that is not about chocolate. Well, that's, a, that's stuff that happens. Are you hungry movie. watching the movie? Jesus. No, <laughs> no, no, but like it's that not even character development, just you go just there and just, it felt it like it could have been a deleted it, scene. It felt like it needed runtime. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Oh, okay, it, well, it, you know the scene in the trailer where you like look at this machine and like it does the laundry, like it spins around. Yeah. It literally is that. Like he gets enslaved and he's like doing the laundry because he has to pay off his debt. Oh, and my. he's like, I invented this this machine so that I can work while I try to escape. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I watched no that thing. too. I was like, ugh. Yeah, it's a lot of cheese in this movie. For it's sure. du fromage. Yeah. Craft <laughs> single. Craft kind of single. So, would, do you think we should? Do you think we should have another uh, Willy Wonka movie with Chalamet being the the? Willy no Wonka? fucking way. We think we're done. No, no fucking one way. Nine. We're done. One yeah. One All right. Nine. So, do you think there's any other legacy characters like that who should get a film, another film, a reboot or something? Mary Poppins. Mary there, Poppins again? I think this. They just did Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yeah, but that was like ten years ago, no. You were going to say The Sound of Music I and I feel you on that. And that would have been sick. But like, Sound of Music is such a classic that I'm scared. I wouldn't touch it. I, exactly. I wouldn't touch it. But if you're doing it... But if you have to reboot something... I, I, yeah, but what are, who story. are like classic characters? Because Winnie the Pooh's already been remade with Christopher Robin. And there's even like a horror story. Yeah. yeah Blood and Honey. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Great fucking movie. Oh, yeah, I'm kidding. It's a obviously. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, that's done. Who Who else? Yeah, Wonka. You want Scissorhands to have a reboot? Cash Chalamet again. Like. Scissorhands would work. For Scissorhands me, would work. Yeah. I want to uh, see another Hercules. I know they're working on it. A proper Hercules. But I want to see a proper Hercules. Not a Disney. Like from Disney? No, like a proper Hercules. Like who would you cast for Hercules? They made, they made one in like 2015, 14 with Dwayne Johnson. Count. Doesn't count. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like a legacy character who deserves a movie. I You said this on the music. I'm more invested in that now because that mm-hmm. story is so That's cool. a great idea. That That's such a good story. I mean, I'm a musical guy. I like musicals. It's such a nice uh, story. It's such a nice movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who you would cast to play Julie Andrews. 
Well, Forrest Forrest would Pugh. probably throw fucking Rachel Forrest Zegler Pugh. there, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Forrest Pugh, Forrest Pugh, doesn't matter. I think the thing is, that do you cast it like now, or do you like do you make the plot like now, or do you make it back in Nazi Germany? Nazi back Germany, there, you retell the same story, you just tell it new. Yeah. What about Casablanca? Or even better than fuck that, that. Even better than <laughs> that, fuck even, that. Even better than that. Whip up. Go to your. Go buy the movie. Buy the sound of music from the nineteen. I don't know what. Uh, let's see, fifty-seven. Just remaster it. I just fucking buy the movie and watch it instead of getting it remade. Like, I watched it in great third movie. grade. Great I thought it was amazing. It's like fucking five hours long. No? Uh, I don't know how long the sound of music is. It's long. <laughs> I watched it in English class. It's in like long grade. movie. I just found over a week. Yeah. Two hours and fifty-four minutes. Going on seventeen. Was the teacher's favorite movie? So she was like, "We're gonna watch it." Yeah, 65. Okay, well, what other classic characters could get a reboot, Phil? To be fair, we're already getting... I want to see who framed Roger Rabbit again. Oh, my God. I want to see it. I've never seen it. I don't want... What? You've never we seen literally, it? We literally I've had it, it on our movie ago. shelf for, like, 10 years. I don't know. Maybe we should talking about reboots and talk about actual good movies. I saw an actual good movie. I want to see Kirby. Herbie? Kirby. Kirby. Kirby, like the... The car with Lindsay That's Lohan. Herbie. Oh, it's Herbie. I thought it was Kirby. Herbie. Oh, what is it? Speed Racer. Ball. No, <laughs> you want to see Speed Racer? Fuck it, yeah. Are you out of your mind? No. Okay. <laughs> Speed Racer. That's a, sh- <laughs> that's a shitty movie. Do, do it with Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Family. <laughs> I'll watch it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about like actual good movies, uh, a movie that's uh, currently out on our limited release coming out this Friday is Poor Things. Poor Things is your ghost. Lanthimos is... Uh, Next film, it uh, I've never seen a Yorgos Lanthimos film. It follows uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, the lobster. He makes those creepy shits. And apparently, that movie shit. wasn't even supposed to be in cinema. This film? Yeah. Like no, they pushed for it. They pushed for it because it was act- only. I think fest- the actors did. Yeah, not even that. Even the audience, they were like, "This movie's so good, we have to put it in cinema." Well, well, probably probably like like Killers of the festivals and streaming. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Probably like Killers of the Flower Moon. No, because Killers of the Flower Moon was only streaming. Killers of the Flower Moon, Scorsese said, I'm putting it in the theater. Because to be nominated for an Oscar, you have... Well, I'm happy Poor Things could go into theaters because this movie will be nominated for some Oscars. I don't know how many, and I don't know which ones. But um, out of all the movies I've seen this year, I don't feel like I've had as much as a... uh, a, like an awkward comedy... As much as poor things, it looks is. so awkward. Like it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It, it, it it's poor things. Essentially, is what happens. the The plot of poor things is, um, I'm gonna reveal the, the the plot line, which is essentially revealed ten minutes into the movie. But the, a pregnant woman jumps off a bridge, commits suicide. The doctor, played by William Defoe, takes her body, wants to remake her, but he ha- he has to pick. To reanimate her, he takes the baby's brain and puts it in the mother's head. So this is a grown-ass woman, played by Emma Stone, having to relearn how to talk, walk, and act in society. Crikey. That's it. (laughs) This movie is hilarious. It is hilarious. And and Willem Dafoe is trying to get people to come in and uh, help him, like... um, uh, Parent? Analyze her. No, analyze her. Study here because he's a mad scientist. He's crazy. He's Frankenstein. So, basically, this movie is female Frankenstein. Yes and no because it's what happens when Frankenstein were to go on vacation around the world and have to experience life on his own. Oh shit! Because that's essentially what happens. Mark Ruffalo's character comes around. He plays like this sleazy lawyer who's like, "I'm gonna take Bella with me." Bella is Emma Stone's character, mm-hmm. and they go around the world. They're traveling, and she's like discovering the world. 
she discovers what sex is. She wants to do it all the time. <laughs> like, it's 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 a plot line. She become she becomes a prostitute because of it. Jesus. She, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But it's all done. <laughs> it's all done in in like comedy. Mm-hmm. Like she does not know how to act in public. So she's sitting in a restaurant, takes a bite of some food, spits it out. They go. He goes. Mark Ruffalo goes. Bella, what are you doing? And he and she goes, why should I keep it in my mouth if it is revolting? <laughs> like, and then he's like, well, like that's not what you do. And then it's like, uh, she hears a baby crying. She's like, I'll be right back. I have to go punch that baby. Like, like she. Wait, whoa! <laughs> these are things that happen in this movie. It is a. It's the culmination of all your intrusive thoughts into the body of a single <laughs> yes movie. into the body of a single movie. everything that she's reacting to a world around her that she doesn't even understand it is the best performance by Emma Stone I've seen like ever so like, basically it's like Theo Vaughn's one liners put into a movie no cause like Theo, when he goes Theo like, Vaughn's a different breed make you want to kick a fat kid at Kmart <laughs> <laughs> Theo Vaughn's a different breed Bella Baxter just doesn't know better okay so like uh, she, she she's just funny Mark Ruffalo's in this movie he plays like he he's he like falls in love with her but he doesn't know like why she acts the way she does <laughs> he gets mad like it, it, it's the movie is just like if if Yorgos Lanthimos made this movie and he's like I want this to be as ridiculous as possible, Mission. all while being a real story that has uh, tangible characters and a, something that a universe that makes a lot of sense around it, and it really does. Like these characters go through developments all on their own, but they do it through a comedic lens. But there is there's no um, like stuffed inside all this like beautiful cake. I'd say is there is a story of like um, self discovery of, of um, like uh, broadening like horizons and trying to understand the world and, and trying to understand how you fit in the world. That is really what the character has to do because she pretty much is a baby Does thrown she in... from this, like, zero. Yeah, and then she has to deal with people that are willing to take advantage of her. She has to see the world through a lens with no prejudice. Like, we know... Like, if I mention prostitution to somebody, what do we come to mind? Uh-oh. Illegal, immoral... Mm-hmm. From Canada, at least we're not in Amsterdam. We're in we're in Canada, yeah. right? So illegal, immoral. Yeah, they're don't mind. do it. Find a girlfriend, or something. Or you got two fucking hands. <laughs> Deal with your own problems. <laughs> but Bella Baxter is like, well, I like having sex, so I'm going to become a prostitute. They're gonna pay me so I can do this. Yeah. Why would I not? So that's what she does, and it's like, it makes no sense on a surface level to me or to you or to anybody who has seen the movie, but. To her, it makes perfect sense. Modern up, problems require modern solutions. <laughs> and when you look up the surface level, like if you just think about it, why not do what you want to do? That's pretty much what she does. She does whatever she wants to do, whatever she wants to do. She brings suggestions to like the men who, who buy her for like an hour. She's like, so I believe you should tell me a deep secret about yourself and I will tell you a deep secret about myself. Therefore, the sex will be more more fun. <laughs> and she's so, she's just really good. Like, she, oh, like, I'm because, because, um, like, this discovery of her body is really, like, the central figure of this movie. You, there's more sex scenes in this movie than any other movie this year. And they're so um, ridiculous. Like, she's like... Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what she calls it, but she's like, does he jump on your body too? Like, that's what, that's what she calls it. That's what she calls it. Does he jump on your body? Because that's what she considers it. Anyway, the character goes through all these things and 
she she eventually returns back like come becomes like a regular human being it's just a very interesting look at how our society operates and the way that we operate with um like taboo mm-hmm. like you throw a baby in the mix i call her a baby because she has the mind of a child yeah but they don't know anything you're not born no. with anything and you, you learn things it. It's literally like having a baby do all those things. Yeah. And you're like, you're Which so makes it even worse. No, oh my God. God. I oh, think no, that's she kind grows. Of, no, she grows. It's but that's puberty kind of, that makes her feel yeah, like, okay. oh, I can have a vagina. <laughs> and it's, that's, that's kind of the point. It's like the, I'm sure it is that they want to like have a subtle nod to like the over-sexualization of like the youth in that movie where you have literally, 100%. A, like 100%. you have a child growing up and you're like, oh, I'm literally going to go sell my body for like cash because I love it. She literally starts, she masturbates at the kitchen table when oh, she, oh. she understands how it works and the maids are like, stop it. Stop it, Bella. Stop it. She doesn't stop. She just looks at them and it's like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's just, it is so ridiculously funny. When you watch it, you have to just like, understand that you're going to be seeing like these very odd scenes mm-hmm. that that are purely based out of comedy though they're nothing no, there's nothing trying to be offensive they're no, nothing no, trying no. to be shocking uh, i will say in this movie emma stone like i said probably her best performance i've seen willem defoe willem defoe willem willem is w and it's the german name so it's willem oh yeah yeah not willem oh shit. it's like uh, wagner it's not wagner it's wagner wagner mm. willem defoe I'm convinced that Willem Dafoe is is entirely bulletproof as an actor. I don't never see him do anything bad. You can't. I've never seen him do anything bad. Godspeed, Spider-Man! Godspeed, Spider-Man. I've never seen him do anything bad. He's great in this movie. He plays that doctor. He's funny. He sits there, he goes, ah, and a bubble comes out of his mouth. (laughs) This movie is really ridiculous. And I caught myself laughing at parts that I'm like, that wasn't even that funny. But since it's in this movie, it's funny. How steampunk it is. Extremely, oh, extremely! It's out of this world. Sorry, like, what? Steampunk. You know what that is? It's an aesthetic. It's, aesthetic. It's like if, if in the industrial era, if we didn't move on from steam machinery, what it, the world would look like today. So everything but, revolves around gear, like coal, steam machine, and how like yeah. intricate the like mechanism okay. make the world. It's uh, like steampunk colors and textures take away the steampunk of it. Okay. Just leave the colors, the textures, the way things look. That's what it looks like. So very like uh, 1920s Art Deco. Kinda. Very much like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say this mad scientist stuff is extremely steampunk. Mm-hmm. You see that a couple of times. So, Willem Dafoe, the entire movie plays out like a spoof of like what a movie should be. Because apparently it's a s- satire too. Oh, it's entirely. A- There's nothing to be taken seriously mm-hmm. about this movie at all. Like at the end, uh, the fiance who was with her when she committed suicide, the body, not the yeah, child, yeah, yeah. it comes back. And he's like the big bad guy now. But they play him in a way that is so who, who Inspector Clouseau, Pink Panther-esque. I'm, going out. I'm like, yes, <laughs> literally, that's what I, I look at him, I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> French accent, ass, but he doesn't even have a French accent, it's all uh, English accents. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, this is absurdist comedy, fantasy sci-fi it's a mess but it's beautiful mess mm-hmm. and it just works i will say third act drags a lot like a lot it's like long what's the runtime it's like 215 
Okay, as so a the whole. third act lengths like what? Fit forty five minutes. And the movie starts off so fast with mm-hmm. with the development of the. Of the yeah, but you have a hard time with those kinds of movies where they start fast and they slow down. I hate the movies end. that start fast and slow down. Why are you starting fast to slow me down? Mm-hmm. Don't slow me down. I'm on a roll now. Mm-hmm. They go to like uh, I would say there's a there's a, you know those who've seen the movie when they go to the part on the boat and Jared Carmichael's character gets introduced. Jared Carmichael is hilarious. Um, he is in this movie, but he. Is pretty much what he is in real life. Jared Carmichael is a guy. So Jared Carmichael, for reference, for you guys, is um, well, Nick. He's the guy in, on Igor, okay, yeah. the creator, who's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly what you run from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, end yeah, up you, chasing, you end up chasing. Like yeah. he's that slow monotone voice. He is that voice all the time. That's how he speaks. Like Alan. And Hickson. in this movie, he has a character where he offers tons of advice to Bella, but he speaks it in that in that voice. He's just kind of a. Like makes me go to sleep. Like you know, like I like the guy. He's fun. He's very funny, but in a movie that's running so fast paced, to have him come in and kind of do that. Not that it takes away from his performance, but I don't know if it's the decision that it's to too, keep it's pace. Prob- it's probably to like uh, nod to the whole like scientist thing. Cause, like since he's not a scientist, he's like on the he's a posh guy on like a cruise who's just offering. No, her. but in the sense that she was made from Willem Dafoe's character, which yeah. I forget his name. But like uh, he's a oh his name is Godwin but they call him God. Let's go. <laughs> like it's this whole like um, they're smart scientists and they have that flow and yeah. it's to remind the audience it's the same kind of character that this guy is. Yeah, it's that elevated character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The only ones who are like absolutely insane are are Mark Ruffalo. He's insane because she's driving him insane. And Bella is just insane because she doesn't know She's literally like... She's literally a child. That's a funny... The ex uh, ends up going to visit Mark Ruffalo because he winds up in prison. And then he's like, where's Bella? And he's like, Bella, she broke me. (laughs) (laughs) It's extremely dramatic. Very Mark Ruffalo fashion. (laughs) No, it's extremely... It was fun to watch him play a character like that. It was fun to see him so... I've only seen Mark Ruffalo in movies that are very dramatic, or I've seen him as the Hulk. He's never been extremely eccentric and dramatic. They pull him into this movie. They have him doing things like this. He's literally outside of her window going, Bella! <laughs> Bella! <laughs> like, see it in the verbatim. Like, nothing compared to Shutter Island. Nothing compared to Shutter Island. <laughs> They have him doing absurd shit in this movie because this movie is absurd. But he's great at that. He's, like, oh, he's, in all of his roles, you great. see it that in he his can personality, do it. Oh, he can, can do tap it. into it, of mm-hmm. course. Emma Stone, I cannot emphasize it enough. This is really the best performance I've ever seen her do. What about Cruella? That movie sucked ass. Sorry to tell you. Fair man. enough. It's I like the, it. The, the, movie, <laughs> <laughs> the movie I've seen Emma Stone be best in before this one was La La Land. Ah. And I already know that this one will be better. This than one's Lala. better. And I'm I'm a sucker for La La Land, but I know just from the trailers alone. To me, La La Land is Ryan Gosling's movie. He's um, really good. Just, it's about it's about that relationship. Yeah, but me. no. Gets, in terms of who steals the entirety of the show, to me, Ryan Gosling does. However, in this movie, there's no. It's the undisputed like you can't deny mm-hmm. how good Emma like, is. She's that girl. Oh, she's hundred percent. She's in every scene. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true. She's not in every scene, but she's in no, most scenes. No, I get what you mean, yeah. When, when the even plot her was... physical acting, like I said, she spends most of the time jumping on bodies. Like, most of the time. But her 
she's conveying a lot of the character but, through, but which, through everything. Is, is it though? Like explicit, it, yeah, explicitly? Like it's, it's just like, like rated R and it's made to be rated R. Okay, okay, okay. It's, like she's, it's, it, just, it goes there. It, it goes there. And there's such no. posh assholes. Like Mark Ruffalo is such a dick. Like uh, the first time they meet, like uh, they're laying in bed and Bella Baxter's like, why don't we do this all the time? Why don't humans always do this? She's like, let's go again. Shall we go again? And Mark Ruffalo's like, even I have my limits. <laughs> it is like um, cheesy soap opera from the 70s for two hours. Mix in uh, that, that punk, uh, steampunk, uh, 1920s art deco. Aesthetic. Fucking yeah. nonsense. Spam it with a bunch of sci-fi and mad scientist shit. You have this movie that... It makes me want to watch it again. Like, I want to see it just again and again because it is. It just looks like that. It's just and a lot of fun. The fact that it went mainstream, too, is really fun to see because it's a movie that has the potential to broaden the horizon of a lot of non-movie I, goers. I'm, I'm, I'm really unsure about how well this is going to perform in ter- in uh, at box offices. Apparently, like, everyone's been telling me about it. Like, from, like, because I, I know people in life, like, I, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> and, like, everybody, like, that I've spoken to about this movie, at least I've heard, about, heard it, about it, or, like, are interested in it. It's popular. Yeah. It's, because mm-hmm. it, it, well, I don't, like I said, I don't know how much it's going to work with this, but it's popular in film culture. It's made yes. its way to the, the forefront as, because, you know, probably with big thanks to Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo because mm-hmm. they are like um, Variety has been posting the actors on actors interviews yes. which are phenomenal I try to watch the new one every day <laughs> I enjoy them Mark Ruffalo did one with Robert Downey Jr. and it's basically Mark Ruffalo interviewing Downey Jr. about Oppenheimer and Downey Jr. interviewing Ruffalo about um, about uh, what the fuck is going on nothing I'm just taking the time why <laughs> I'm just checking the time. I'm How fine. much time is it? Actually, no. The, the actual trying, the time peak? of day. What, what, I'm what's fucking on? hungry. No matter what, you'll be back. You're a third caller today. It's like we'll close the W. You'll get back in the Golden Globes. You sure? Yeah. Nah, you don't go, go, sure. go grab something. Go grab something. Yeah, yeah. So like, he, there's this interview. You guys want anything? No, we're good. We're good. All right. So there's this interview with Ruffalo and... Uh, yeah, they, and, and those are things that help put movies on the map. When you have Robert Downey Jr. Um, saying, I saw this movie. This movie is great. It gets quoted. It gets shared to the film pages. Lights, camera, barstool. The movie's going to make its way. It's probably going to make a couple million. I don't know if it's going to be that box office bomb. Like, like I don't... Bomb, not make a lot of movies. Yeah. But box office success... Mm-hmm. Um, Depends on but how much it, it deserves made. some money. It, yeah. it deserves some praise. It deserves all the praise it's getting. Like I said, I felt like it dragged in some areas. It's not perfect. I gave it a 9.2. Not perfect, but you're pretty darn good. Mm, and a good time. Oh, you're yeah, it, that's the thing. It's a, it's a very time. fun time. Like I would it's 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 uh not heavy at all. Mm-hmm. It but it is that like it's so over the top. It's mm-hmm. it's literally It's very insane. self-indulging. Like it's it could very quick this movie I feel like it could very quickly become like a uh, guilty pleasure. Where yeah, you, oh, because you just not because of like the subject matter, but just for how goofy it is. Oh, and how like high quality. It's gonna fall in that. When I was watching this, I'm like, you feel Tim Burton, but you're not Tim Burton. I get what so you're, you're gonna fall that. in that category with that um, Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. where yeah. Sweeney Todd. 
even those uh like it's the aesthetic that engulfs you but that movie compared like because i'm gonna base this off your opinion although it is not mine yeah where those two movies lack content this movie doesn't doesn't so therefore you love it even more it's my whole point right where i say like the tim timmy burton aesthetic is dope yes there's no story to most of his movies in my opinion Mm -hmm. this movie has a story and it takes from that timmy burton aesthetic it is my favorite non-Tim. It is my favorite non-Tim Burton. Tim Burton film. We gotta like find a word to describe those kinds of movie. The Tim Burton effect. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find. The, we'll have to find one. Because uh, it's something that is very recurring in movies, and it's an aesthetic that I don't know if he pioneered, but like he he's associated with it enough so that we could generalize the fact that yeah, this is. But the I Tim feel Burton like he is. Like even when you watch the trailer, you could you have you the see idea. it. Yeah. Like you get that Franken weenie. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. like that. Because it's very jaggedy, but at the same time, it's polished. It's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things. It's poor things. It's a lot of things. A lot of jumping Ma- Oh, Margaret Qualley has a whole sequence in this movie. She is like the next... Margaret Qualley, who is in... Who was she in this year? That I loved... Uh, she was in Sanctuary, which came okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie. She's in this. She plays uh, another one of the science experiments. Willem Dafoe's next one. You can come back in, brother okay. Matt. What do you mean? Piece of chocolate. Where'd you get that from? The fucking cupboard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. A secret stash that nobody knows. All right. Anyway, Willem Dafoe is bad. It makes another science experiment after Bella Thorne's Bella. Uh, Bella Thorne. Holy fuck! Oh man, just you like... walked in with the chocolate. I'm confused now. You threw me off my. I don't want the fucking chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat it outside, cause the noise. All right. <laughs> Your man munches so loudly that you actually have to make him go outside. <laughs> Brother yeah, Matt will I be back. Brother Matt will be back in three seconds. Anyway, Margaret Qualley plays the second science experiment. She is just a failed one, though. Yeah. So she can't do anything. Like, she, she like, stays, like, two years old. Like, she okay. just goes... She, she, there's a whole sequence where the assistant is trying to make her th- catch a ball. He throws the ball, bounces off her forehead. She's like, bah! <laughs> Ball, ball, like it's you have to see these characters like dumb themselves down, and they're willing to do it. Emma Stone obviously has to do less of it than Mark, but she has to do it in the beginning. Yeah, it's and progressive. Progressive. Market quality has to be the biggest dumbass for like she's not in that many scenes. No, but when the, she's there for the scenes that she's in, there's a scene that involves her painting on the wall with her fingers. Sick. And they go, "What are you doing?" And then she, like, turns around and she just, like, looks at them, like, very confused. Like a child. What do you want to say? The trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4 just dropped. We're gonna, Hold that thought. We're going to have to go back to it at the end of the episode. Okay. Remember We're going to have to touch it in. Remember it, though. Kung yeah. Fu Panda 4? Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Jack Black. Like, Lights, Camera, Ballstool just dropped the trailer for... It's not like... Anyway, they reposted it, but the yeah. studio did Okay. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. All right. Alright, we're, uh, we're gonna have to come back to Kiwe it. Kwan there? He, he, Short he, long? He, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's his nickname. That's his name in his He just won the fucking Oscar for everything everyone really wants to I know, but they, I, they I know I, the guy. He like, Kwan. We know the name. Yeah. He Kwan there? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's part of it too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he was right. cast in the Kung Fu Fighter 4. Okay, so we'll have to go back. We're, we're gonna go back to it. But, um,. Yeah, yeah dumb things themselves is down. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. They dumb themselves down and Margaret Qualley is great and uh, Mark Ruffalo is great. You know, this movie takes on uh, that that tone of, like I said, that absurdist tone to the very end, ending with the point that, like, Bella becomes the mad scientist herself and replaces um, somebody's... Yeah. Bra- no, no, not oh. Willem Dafoe. She likes Willem Dafoe. Okay. It's her father. 
to her. Okay, okay, okay. But she repl- the fi- I said the fiance comes back at the end. That is pretty much what the third act is, where the fiance is going to cause trouble. Uh, she replaces his brain with the brain of a goat. So the movie <laughs> ends. The movie ends in the house, and this is what the house looks like at this point. Because Willem Dafoe's character is passed on at the end. I'm spoiling the entire movie. But passed away. Or there's passed a warning. On? Passed on. He's it's dead. a okay. he passed on. Yeah, the music that plays in the background when you say it. So you like. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. Anyway, it ends with like Bella being like the queen of the kingdom. She's got a human queen goat. Queen of the castle. Human goat in the yard. Like they have Christopher fucking Abbott, who's a really good actor. They have him eating grass and going, bang. He's just sitting there. <laughs> and he, he's there. Margaret Qualley is fucking trying to bounce a ball with two hands. It looked, I like, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm looking at it like, here, films were made for this. This is what <laughs> cinema is. Like, this is perfect. It's peak. If I could have a wallpaper with all these people in it, I would. It's That's basically the ending scene of Shaun of the Dead where like, they're in the backyard looking like he's a zombie. Yeah. And just looks at him and he's like, what the fuck am I going to do with you? Yeah, exactly. And he just hangs out with the yeah. guy. Like, it's goofy, makes no sense, but you love it. It's a, Yeah, it's goody. It's goody. Goody. It's, it's a goody, goofy kind of thing. It's goofy. It's absurd. It's, it's great. Poor, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor things is, yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Golden Globes. Yes. Finally happening. The Golden Globes are some of the peers in the world of like uh, cinema review online influence cinema whatever the fuck like uh, like we people always, at the Academy. No, not the Academy. The fun people online. Oh, okay. And we okay. talk sorry. about every episode. Okay, like, I'm sorry. The, the, I didn't want to. We call them the peers, but they're the not peers. the peers. <laughs> anyway, <Okay>. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> every single time. All right. You need to get checked out, man. I'm fine. All right. The We're peers. In the U.S. It doesn't cost shit. I'm fine. It's for free. Before we until you pay 50% taxes. Great success. The peers um, have uh, kind of indicated that the Golden Globes are not that important to make like full-fledged content out of. We disagree. I fucking love the Golden Globes. Every type of awards ever. The Golden Balls. I love the Golden Globes. (laughs) The Globies. The Globies, the Golden Balls, whatever you want to call them. The Christmas ornaments. Yeah. I fucking love the Power's third installment. (laughs) Gold number. It's the gold key. <laughs> <laughs> it to, like overkick and overhead. I, I love the Golden Globes. I feel like they get it right most of the time. I feel like sometimes the Academy does not get it right. The Golden Globes are just kind of feel like they're... The full. Academy are pure sellouts. The Golden Globes are sellouts They feel like sometimes. they're more for the people. Anyway, um, however, when you look at like who's got the most nominations, Barbie does. It has nine noms. With? It leads all films. Oppenheimer on its ass. It has eight. Killers of the Flower Moon and the aforementioned Poor Things have seven. Past Lives five. Maestro four. Uh, Maestro made December and Anatomy of Fall have four. The Holdovers, Spider Man across the Spider Verse, Super Mario's Brother movie, <laughs> and the Zone of Interest have three. And then Air, American Fiction, The Boy and the Heron, Color Purple, Fallen Leaves, Nyad, Rustin, Saltburn have two. Saltburn nominated for two Golden Globes. One of them, in fact, that me and uh, Nick predicted earlier in the other weeks. Uh, we have one that we've what, got one of we got. Best weird movie of the fucking no, year? Best actor. <laughs> what did we predict that in Factor. Yeah, what? Barry Keegan. Yeah, of course. Barry he Keegan. had to be in it. I was uh, like, if he's not in it, I'm sad. <laughs> in, in television shows, essentially, there's one that dominates all. Succession has nine. And The Bear and Only Murders in the Building have five sitting right below it. If not, you have The Crown with four. And the very popular Netflix short uh, series, Beef, has three. 
Uh, we're going to go over some categories. Pick a favorite. Yes. Talk it's, about uh, it. Have fun. Talk about it. Have I'm some really fun. I'm pretty sure that their favorites were pretty much all mine. I feel... So, you this is something that me and they were talking about yesterday. Mm. Nick's like, it's all easy to predict. I'm like, it's not that easy to predict. Brother Matt's on the podcast. Shit's going to go sideways, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's start with the, obviously, what we are here for, which is best motion picture. Best motion picture is divided into... Uh, should, we, should we explain how the Golden Globes work for people that are not familiar with yeah, the format? Yeah, sure. Essentially, compared to the Academy Awards... No, it's true. Because compared <laughs> to the Academy Awards, there's a best picture. Um, when Golden Globes say best motion picture, they're talking about a best motion picture in terms of a drama and in terms of a comedy or musical. The two mm-hmm. are not the same. And drama does not only mean drama, it's drama, action, etc. Most of the time it just falls under the yes. category of drama. It says, like, in the genre of dramatic movie. Like yeah, the, dramatic drama movies like... versus co- uh, So the Golden Globes just go best motion picture in general? No, they go best... No, Oscars do that. Best picture, period. That's it, okay, yeah. So, for instance... See, best... Good point, we have to explain it. <laughs> no, because I'm looking at our, at our, like... We have a board in front uh, of our us. Our board in front of us, and it's just, like, I saw the different things, so I thought maybe it was going to be, like... It's subdivided. Thing. No, like, no, no, it's, it's subdivided. So it's interesting. So best motion picture drama. Um, there is, I believe, six nominees per category. We have Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, which none of us have seen yet, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest, another film none of us have seen yet. There feels like a three-way race at the beginning, right off the bat. Should we just start by like removing those that we think are like? Do not belong to my, this list. I feel like Nef- and Zone of Interest we haven't seen. So we I haven't really seen. I want to talk about them. Really they're good. But I don't feel like any of these can come off. No, but Past, past Life was good. Is that good? Yeah. Is that good? I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is that good? good? Killers of Flower Moon was good. Anatomy of the Fall was great. Oppenheimer. Killers of the Flower Moon was better than Anatomy of the Fall. There you go. I think that Killers of the Flower Moon takes the drama category just based off of history. I think you're I'll tell you who it is. It's Oppenheimer. It's Oppenheimer. If it, no. Oppenheimer doesn't win, I, I'm burning the entire be, I think that it takes it just because of the sure... Like, emotional connection. Emotional connection. Have you not seen you people killers, being bombed? You think Killers going to no, be... No, actually, I have wait, <laughs> You think Killers would be Oppenheimer for best drama? Yeah. How? Just Matt, so, but to, Matt, well, my I brother, see that Matt. Oppenheimer is not in any other category. So no, it has, it has it is, it is, it eight noms in no, other but categories. Not, I feel like Oppenheimer as a movie, yes, Christopher Nolan did a great job, but it wasn't. I don't feel that it was really a drama. So do you? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the drama is not. They the want to know what is the best movie out of these movies. Oh, Oppenheimer. There you okay. go. Okay, yeah. That's I was going is. just dramatic. No, 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 no. They're no, not no, no. looking for best drama in the movie. It's They're saying best like movie theaters. out of these movies. Okay. Like drama. So, yeah, Oppenheimer. Because, like, every movie okay. is, like, when it was, like, theatrical release, like, like you were actually on the scene doing things. It's actually or rewarding, though. Yeah, it, it is rewarding. Essentially, what they want to know is what is the best picture, but they don't want to have a world where Oppenheimer has to go up against Barbie. For best picture. Although the Oscars will do that. They don't want to have a world where Oppenheimer has to go up against the holdovers. Or Oppenheimer has to go up against Air. It's not fair. It's not the same type of movie. They're saying within this type of movie and that type of movie, mm-hmm. what is the best movie? Oppenheimer. Clearly. Like, yeah. Past Lives is fantastic and so is all, all these movies are probably great. I'm very excited to see Maestro and The Zone of Interest. However... Maestro with Bradley Cooper, right? It, yeah. It's hard to deny... First of all, the event yes. that was Oppenheimer and Bar- Barbenheimer. The reach it had. Yeah. And, but the movie it is. The movie is fucking phenomenal. No, you get chills when you watch the movie. Yeah, actually 100%. Yeah. Granted, I got chills when I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got chills when I watched Anatomy of a Fall. 
None when I watch Past Lives. Past Lives is very good. Underrated on this list. I think Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Anatomy of a Fall is a three-way race yes. here. I think Oppenheimer probably... Those who love independent it. movie will take Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. Those who are sucker for Scorsese will take Scorsese. And the rest will take Oppenheimer. I find it just crazy that we can look at, Mark, at Killers of the Flower Moon and all objectively agree that that's not Scorsese's best film. But, but it, it still gets... Here and it's, it's still, still great. It's still that fucking No, but it's good. still at like top six of the year. But that just shows how good Scorsese is. It shows how good he been. is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man's a legend. Uh, best motion picture in a musical or comedy we have Air American Fiction which I haven't seen Barbie The Holdovers May December Poor Things I want to ask you that question that I had on my mind when I saw this does The Holdover beat Poor Things? the real question is so I'm talking for you if I have to predict your personal pick yes Holdovers is better Holdovers is better than Marshall Lynch no, no, that's Bottoms. Bottoms <laughs> should be in this category because that movie's hilarious. But uh, all I have is Marshall Lynch in my head now. But no, the holdovers is Paul Giamatti. Okay. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. If I have to be really objective here, I'd say that they're probably going to give this to Barbie. Yes. However, another three-way waste for me. Air. And I see... No, no. I like The that. holdovers made December poor things, being that three-way waste. May December, we didn't talk about it last mm-hmm. pod. We're gonna, gonna talk, we're about, talk about, about it after. Uh, it's really good. It's it's actually really really Keep really. Keep your thoughts really for good. next. Uh, the holdovers though is my favorite to win this movie. I would to win this category. I would, don't. Giamatti. I don't say how you don't have. Paul Giamatti gives the performance of a lifetime. Yeah, like he's that good in this movie. The movie is that touching. Uh, Divine Joy uh, Randolph. Yes, she's fantastic. This movie should win. The best comedy or musical. Uh, probably Barbie stepping in its way, though. Although I don't even see Barbie as a top three movie mm-hmm. in this category. But, but exactly, you think the Golden Globes are biased towards that movie? I don't think so. I think I did not like Barbie in a world where a lot of people did. But again, I don't hear about Barbie anymore. You will hear about it come award season. It's coming back. Yeah, but then the holdovers are here. In pink. And I know the critics will be loud for the holdovers. I hope, I hope so. We're going to see how it goes. If the holdovers doesn't win, if it's poor things, if it's May-December, even if it's Barbie. I don't Barbie's think May-December It's not like the Golden Globes are the only awards. No. And it's not they like they're all unbiased either. Million, there no. are like hundreds of award and ceremonies. Not, if they don't, the Golden Globes and the Oscars are the most well-known but like, I'm not fighting against Barbie no. with anything. I hope Barbie can win. I hope Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie can sweep up as much as they can. I hope every movie can win something, but they can't. If they Except won't, Barbie. we're gonna give them a <coughs> Cineclouds award. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so three way race. I think the holdovers probably wins here. Yeah. Um, animated. Okay, this is like one on top of everything. Boy in the Heron, Elemental, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, Super Mario Brothers, Suzume, and Wish. What the fuck is Wish and Elemental doing in guys' I don't, category? I don't, I don't know. They can go. To me, this is a this is a is a this is a fight for the top between the Boy and the Heron and Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. I we have not seen the Boy and the Heron yet, not so yet. it's hard for me to say. Uh, uh, what I've heard of it, it sounds phenomenal. It is going to be pretty fucking hard to stop Spider Man Across facts. the Spider Verse. That's how good that movie facts. is. It's it was really good. good. Uh-huh. But like, it, it again, felt good to have a good superhero movie again. Yeah. Yes. But again, <laughs> really good. I'm gonna be the dark horse in the room, and until we see the boys in Aaron, and you actually see some Miyazaki movie, because I must point out, you still haven't. We're gonna see. Mm. We're gonna see. But I agree that Spider Man should win it. I think Spider Man is the favorite off the bat. I have to watch the boy in mm-hmm. the Aaron to have a proper. 
idea. Um, new award category at the uh, Golden Globes is cinematic and box office achievement. This came pretty much after Tom Cruise said that he. This came after Tom Cruise said that pretty much like awards don't uh, his movies don't win awards, but so the Golden Globes came up with a category of like okay box office achievement cinematic success. This movie is full. This category is fucking full to the brim. Fucking Taylor Swift is on this list. That that's something that's off to me, what but the I fuck? I don't think she'll win. If she does win, then we have a whole other problem. Travis Kelsey's gonna be at the Golden Globes. That would be sick, man. <laughs> Uh, Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Super Mario Brothers, and Taylor Swift, The Era's Tour. Cinematic and box office achievement. If you want to give an award to Barbie, That's this is the did. award you give yeah. to Barbie. Well, hold on. Barbie and Oppenheimer were made to bomb at the box office. Correct. They're not made to. No, they, no, were, they were made. Bad. They were made to good. Be, sorry, they, no. My Oppenheimer was made, and then it really got yeah, traction. Everybody knew that Barbie was, was made. Barbie was going to be a fucking surefire box office. Success. Exactly, but Oppenheimer as well. Christopher Nolan directing a movie about nukes. Man, it made a bill. It made a bill. Like I, they were not expecting it to make a bill. They were expecting like three hundred k. It was a mil at most. Yeah. No, I think that you should give this to Mission Impossible. Why? The problem with Mission Impossible was, was not a box office success. It, it, it lost wasn't? money. No, it, it lost money. money. Oh, I thought it, it gained. It, no, actually, it gained its. Yeah, money afterwards, back in the end, like, but it was a rough go. Yeah, for the opening weekend, it was a rough okay. go. Okay, no, I feel like when you came out two weeks after. When you're yeah, when you're discussing a category like cinematic and box office achievement, you have to go for like, you have to think of what is the biggest movie event of the summer. What is that event? Barbenheimer. Yes. Barb. Barb. That's what I said. Barb. 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 Not up in armor. Barb. Barb. Period. Yeah. Pretty much in this category because. When you looked at who carried the weight in terms of, of box office success, for that first, like, month, it was all Barbie. The I prefer Oppenheimer. Pink suits. I prefer Oppenheimer. I know, we were there. I, yeah, <laughs> I prefer Oppenheimer as a movie, don't get me wrong. Oppenheimer, I gave it best drama, and I gave the holdovers best comedy. When it comes to an achievement in cinematic and box office success, it's undeniable what Barbie did. Barbie has to be that to me. Mm-hmm. Um... Moving on to acting. I think we're going through this at a pretty cool pace here. <laughs> Best performance in a motion picture. And this is, again, coming in the drama category. We're getting Bradley Cooper in Maestro, Leonardo DiCaprio in Killers of the Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo in Ruskin, Barry Keegan in Saltburn, Killian Murphy as Oppenheimer, and Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers. Can we just start off by saying that I how glad we are to see Keoghan yeah, here. Yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. And they made we, him do some things that were nasty. And yeah, he and we were really scared that he wouldn't get on. still traumatized to this day about that <laughs> conversation we had about this. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry uh, about it. I'm still... However, he's oh, not yeah, winning. He's not winning for sure. Oh, but look, he's not winning. It's going to be killing But Murphy. he is going to... Yeah. For, first off, yes. But yes, I think we should Murphy. go over each of those roles because they each accomplished something unique. So... Like, I, it's it's rare to me that I see a like, best actor... Seen, I haven't seen three of them. No, but like we could talk about those we see. So we Bradley see. Cooper's out. I haven't seen uh, Maestro yet. I'm seeing it next week. Exactly. Uh, Andrew Scott. I haven't seen that movie yet. I'm seeing it next week. And uh, Colton Domingo. Coleman Apparently Domingo. that movie is on Netflix, but I never knew it existed. Okay, so we have Killian Leo. Murphy and Leo. And Barry. Oh, Keegan. Yeah. If you have to top three it, what, what's the order? Killian Murphy is number one. Yes. He was great. The, to me, it's DiCaprio is number two, and then then yeah. Barry. It's hard. It's not. It's like when you. It's like when you're forced to rank. Um, 
like we do that a lot. Like right, Matt, brother Matt, we do uh, like top five tight ends of all time. You're looking at five of the greatest football players to ever touch football fields ever. Yeah. But you got to rank them. Mm-hmm. These are three of the best performances I've seen and all not year. Not to mention, you have ranking two them is practically impossible. The, you have two all-time actors in that top yes. three list, and you got a young actor up and coming in Barry. I I, I always mispronounce it. Is it Keogan or Keegan? Keogan. Keegan. It's not Keogan. I don't know how to say. It. I say Keegan. How is it written? I, I think, think it's Kogan. It's Keogan. It's not Kogan. It's Keogan. Yeah, Keogan. Oh, okay. Keegan, whatever. Keegan, fuck, whatever. Sorry, guy. <laughs> Actress. Uh, no, well, we said, obviously, I think we yeah, made yeah, K- yeah, K- yeah, yeah. Murphy's a washer, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Actress, we have Annette Benning in Nyad. Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Called the two. <laughs> Sandra Hullard in Anatomy of a Fall. Greta Lee in Past Lives. Casey Mulligan in Maestro. And Carrie Kaylee Manning. Spaney in Priscilla. Priscilla. Yes. I didn't know if she was going to get nominated. I am fucking happy yeah. she did. She deserves it. Check. <laughs> it's not her. What? She's not going to win. It's Lily Gladstone. Oh, if oh, if oh, Lily oh. Gladstone doesn't win it's this. It's not Lily Gladstone. It should be. It's Sandra Julio. No. It is. No. Anatomy of a Fall? Yes. I've never seen such despair on the freaking movie screen since... Like, Lily Gladstone, I, what she does in Kills of the Flower Moon is untouchable. It's uncontestable. It's, it's fantastic. Could she win? Yes. Should she win? This is actually way tighter than I thought. No, Sandra Muller <laughs> in the Anatomy of a Fall is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, She's I, great. You should. I think the way you should look at it is Anatomy of a Fall as a movie. You got the only way it'll win against movies is if you look at it in, in its entirety. How is if you go look at like pick things from it? You the edge goes to like those like one-off performances. I if you're talking about like, screenplay. Like the way like it's shot, or like the. Uh, you know, I can't even argue that Lily Gladstone does not deserve it because she does deserve it. Yes. So I, you know, if, if we want to root for Lily Gladstone, I'm all in to root for so Lily let's Gladstone. Uh, best performance in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. This is a lot of fucking fun. Paul Giamatti. Nick Cage in Dream Scenario. Nick Cage. Timothy the Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet in Wonka. Matt Damon in Air. Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Oh. Joaquin Phoenix in Bo is Afraid. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. I have not seen American Fiction yet. I've if seen this, all if, these other performances. If this doesn't go to my boy Paul Giamatti, what has the world done? This should entirely go to Paul Giamatti. I don't want to bash anybody else. Nick Cage and Joaquin Phoenix basically play the same person. Uh, <laughs> they basically they, are the same person. <laughs> they basically play the same yeah, person. Yeah, same character in Sha- both movies. Chalamet is... A wonky ass choice. Good. No, he's very good. No, it's a wonky choice for a Wonka movie. Yeah, it, it's cool. I think coming Matt Damon at yeah. Air is 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 well deserved, but he's not going to win. No, he's never going to win that award. It's Paul Giamatti. Walk, it's Paul Giamatti for hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, actress Fantasia Barino in The Color Purple. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in No Hard Feeling. Natalie Portman in May December. Alma Poyisti in Fallen Leaves. Margot Robbie in Barbie and Emma Stone's as Poor Things. If I have not told you already, Emma Stone. Emma Stone is great in Poor Things. She should get this. If it's not is her, it it'll be Margot Robbie's Jennifer Barbie. Lawrence? Yeah, but if yeah for this movie, yes. yes this I is just, not a movie that goes no. to the Golden Globes. I don't know why she's here. Oh, really? Yes. I thought maybe she had a chance. She she for has a comedy. chance. She has a chance because she is Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. If it was any other actress, they would have no chance. Next, uh, best supporting <laughs> performance in a motion picture. This is when they this is when they take both <laughs> genres and put them together. 
Uh, there's no. Can it's not. Just, it's not per movie type. We don't I, even have we, to mention anyone. There's only just, one choice. Can we just talk about how fucking stacked? Yes, Let me read it, and then we'll just all say the winner's name out loud together in one harmonious. Uh, okay, hold Willem on. Dafoe as poor things in poor things. Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon. RDJ in Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling as Barbie. Charles Melton as May December. Mark Ruffalo as poor things. The winner will be Robert Downey Jr. There you go. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I thought one of you was going to say Ryan Gosling. <laughs> He's second. He's yeah, second. obviously. He's second, but no. He's second, and I won't even be mad if he wins. And if Because our, it, if, 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 if this happened last year between yeah, we, Austin we talk- Butler and Brendan Fraser, it was the Golden Globes first, Oscars second. Austin Butler won the award for Best Supporting Actor at the Golden Globes. Wouldn't it be Best Actor? In best Elvis? Support... Uh, best. Uh, sorry, it was for the Best Actor award. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Best Actor went to Elvis... Uh, fuck me. Best actor went to Austin Butler for Elvis at the Golden Globes. Best actor went to Brendan Fraser at the Oscars. And it probably if this is Ryan Gosling at the Globes and and RDJ at the Oscars, it's the same I thing. Think it would make what I want to see way. is an RDJ sweep. Yes, because RDJ deserves he the deserves sweep. Give Iron Man his respect. Uh, supporting actors at this point, I think it's disrespectful to call him Iron Man after that performance. That performance... Sorry, R- RDJ will always be... Yeah, he will always be he's in that he's role. Robert Downey Jr. Look yeah, what he did. He's a fucking goat. <laughs> he's the goat for he real. He really for is real. a goat. Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer. Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple. Jodie Foster in Nyad. Julianne Moore in May, December. Rosemud Pike in Saltburn. And Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. The winner will be? Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Oh, okay. Uh, Rosebud <laughs> Pike is nice to see her. I yes, thought that she and we talked. Yeah, we talked about it. And like, she's here. I'm happy to see her. They're probably listening to us. They're like, oh, you know, they have good choices. <laughs> Julianne Moore in May December is I not is Emily not Blunt to be fucked with. The problem with Emily Blunt's character is Emily that Blunt she's is not, great too. She's great, but she's not a uh, dominating force in the way those two other characters are. Like the uh, Joy Randolph is is a. Yeah, but you a, have to is, remember it's a supporting. You gotta think of who steals your scene. Supporting actor steals your scene. Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer steals every scene he's in. Well, he just steals the end of the movie. He's, he's still... Even when it's not he the end He steals the, the third act of the movie. It's, it's about him. him. But Divine Joy Randolph steals every scene she's in. Oh, okay. From Paul Giamatti, who I gave best actor in a comedy to. That's how good The Holdovers is. Uh, Julianne Moore in May, December is fantastic. I have not seen Nyad and I have not seen The Color Purple. Uh, Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer is fantastic. It, she is, however, she's always dealing with the overwhelming mm. performance of Killian Murphy. And it's not only that, like she's the embodiment of, as you said earlier, Matt, a supporting actress. You see that she's supporting, she's not taking over. She's not stealing his scene. She has one scene when she's, she takes over, but it's because that scene is written for her. Yeah, exactly. And for that, it doesn't count because those scene, other characters... Where she doesn't shake his hand or something? No, it's no. when like uh, with crying. the tree. Like when she... Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. She's like, yeah. you gotta stand up. Yeah, yeah. And... Whereas no, she's those, great. She's great, but like that scene was written it's just for, for her. her. Whereas those other two actors, they had scenes that were not written for them, and they, and took, they, it. Still, they took it. Yeah. So, Divine Joy took it for sure. Um, best director: Bradley Cooper did Maestro. Greta Gerwig did Barbie. Yorgos Lanthimos did Poor Things. Chris Nolan did Oppenheimer. Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon. Celine Song, Past Life. Celine Song is definitely nice to see here. Because she did make a great movie. However, anybody in the history of award season tries to take Best Director away from what fucking Christopher Nolan did. I swear. We're going to have beef. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan. This is... For a director of his scale to make a movie like this, 
Storybook. Round of applause. It should be Storybook. It should be him. If it's not him, it's, it's your ghost lamp the most. And it, oh, I thought you were gonna say Scorsese. No, no, Scorsese. No. Like it, the critics, because you gotta realize, you gotta get into heads of the critics. The critics will look at those lists and be like, it's not his best. If it was a like Goodfellas level of yeah, yeah, a they're movie, gonna give it to him. They're gonna give something to him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because that movie, I told you, like set design and costume should go they, to yeah, that for movie. Sure. Um. Best screenplay. screenplay. Screenplay is interesting. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach wrote Barbie. Tony McNamara wrote Poor Things. Chris Nolan wrote Oppenheimer. Uh, Scorsese and Eric Roth wrote Killers of the Flower Moon. Celine Song wrote Past Lives. And Justin Triet and Arthur Harari wrote Anatomy of the Fall. This... That will be the best... Oh, that will be the award. Yeah, this should yeah. go to Anatomy of the Fall. Anatomy of the Fall had mm-hmm. the best screenplay and it wasn't even close. Uh, score is actually interesting because I feel like it's an actually very easy pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juristic Fendricks for four things. Ludwig Gorenson for Oppenheimer. Joe Hishashi for the boy in the Hishashi. Hishashi for the boy in the heron. Michael Levy Levi for the zone of interest. If it's an I, is it an I or a Y for the Levi? Levy Levy. It could or? be both. It's okay. Levi. Or Levi? Levi? It's Levi. For the zone of interest. Levi? Okay. Le- Levy is with a Y. Levi is with an I. Dan That's Pemberton for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Robbie Robertson for Killers of the Fire Moon. It's a post uh, He passed away. Yeah. Like Robbie Robertson, yeah. Uh, but however, he won't win. It'll no, be yeah, Ludwig Gorenson yeah. for Oppenheimer. That was, literally the best score I've ever heard. That was fucking phenomenal. Literally. It was great. Literally. You felt like when we talked about chills earlier while watching Oppenheimer. It's mostly generated because of the score. Yes. This is pretty neat. The best original song is pretty cool. And I, I just, I wasn't going to talk about it, but then I saw it and I'm like, we have to. Uh, Addicted to Romance by Bruce Springsteen from She Came to Me. Eh. How about this? I'll name the song. You got to make an eh or a good. Mm-hmm. Addicted to Romance is clearly eh. Dance the Night. Good. Yeah, it is good. Meh. I'm just eh. Ken. Fucking goaded. I'm just Ken goaded. <laughs> Uh, Peaches. Fucking goaded. Phenomenal. <laughs> uh, wrote The Freedom by Lenny Kravitz. Uh, eh. And What Was I Made For? Okay. The fact that there's three songs from the Barbie movie... Says a lot. I'm just uh, What Was I Made For by Billy Ash is a, to me is a great song for a film. It'll probably win the award. But no. It sh- it will. It's a meme pick. It's not a meme pick. No, no. A meme pick no, would be gonna, I'm Just Can't yeah, They're going to take I'm Just Can't. You it's better take Peaches. Josh Black is dedicated to the performance. I love that song. If Peaches win, it's actually hella funny. If so Peaches happy. win, I'm dressing up. Imagine receiving a Golden Globe reward for just because you won Peaches, 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 Peaches. I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I would be happy too. Um, I wrote down some notable snubs. Um, there's no mention of Jacob Elordi anywhere. In That's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because he made Saltburn and Priscilla and he didn't get any love there's for There's no it. Michael Sarah. There's no Alan. Michael Sarah was going to have been nominated for anything. <laughs> but he would have been. Uh, no mention of Blackberry, which is kind of sad because Blackberry deserved something. Who would have thunk No mention from anyone or anything from the movie Talk To Me. I know Talk To Me is a horror movie, but what the fuck? At what point? True. At what point? At what point? Yeah. What are you going to give best? The Philippow brothers movie? should get director. The yeah. Rock-a-Rock-a-Twins. They killed it. Uh, best and debut. Sophie Wilde yeah. should be a fucking Best actress. debut actress. She if no, that, no if debut, that, no not best debut, best actress. No, but if Is you had a debut best horror movie or something at the Oscars, no, no, they don't do awards for horror mm. movies. <laughs> if they do, it's not like from the big boys. No, it's not from the big boys. Um, so that's it for our Golden Globe nominations and picks. Um, 
Let's debate. If you guys think that we're blasphemous, we'll probably call you blasphemous. Yeah, because you're blasphemous. Because this is yeah. blasphemy. <laughs> anyway, let us know. Um, I'm not canon. You're canon. <laughs> Uh, you were an interesting segment idea here. We've been seeing it going around. Time named their person of the year last week. It was Taylor Swift. Uh, then we saw, we saw, we saw Lights Camera Barstool remake the cover yeah. of Time Magazine and they put Paul Holdover, which is not his name, Paul but they put Paul, Paul, Paul from the Holdover in at the Time Person of the Year. So if you had, looking back on film in its entirety, a person of the year, who would you put? Gandhi. On the cover of what the fuck? Did you say? <laughs> if you had to think of a person who really had that much of a great year, who deserves to be on the cover of time of your own personal time person person of the year, who would it be? I love that think Paul Giamatti deep fake into that Time magazine. I like, love that he's on. Yeah, no, I love the picture they shows. Yeah, it looks he's like the movie. Yeah, it's such a great photo too. Yeah. Like, it just works. But if I had to choose, uh, it'd be a uh, like a four way split between mm. you'd have Killian Murphy. Mm. You'd have Gorenson for the Gorenson. soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack was phenomenal. Are you gonna name four people that worked on Oppenheimer? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Um, Scorsese because it's probably his last movie. No, it, yeah. he's not done. Goodfellas Part Two, 2026. <laughs> and for a fifth one, you gotta give it to like Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone. That's that's actually oh. like that pick. If we are doing a force. No, I did that because I th those were my picks. Like, okay, then you, I would do Bradley Cooper. For 2023? Yep. What, what did he, he do? Well, he did first directing movie. No, second. He did so a Star second. is Born. I like you think of Fuck you. And then there's uh, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. We're not allowed to have an opinion. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, which I thought was... Besides A Star is Born, I thought it was like his best performance. How about Miles Morales? You just slap him on the cover. Animated. Miles Morales? Uh, yeah. He's not person of the year. Uh, Maybe not in this multiverse. If I had to name people off the top of my head who I know have had a great year, Margot Robbie, Iowa Debris. Who? Uh, no, it's not Iowa Debris. It's Edbury. I don't want to say her name. Io from the from the Bear, Sydney from the yeah. Bear. She is. She was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She was in Bottom. She was in the Bear. She's a powerhouse. She should be collecting awards as they come. We didn't even do the television awards, but she's nominated. Uh, Jeremy Allen White is nominated. Uh, we, they're not on he the could board. Be Cousin! Jeremy Allen White might be my person of the year, if not yeah. for Ayo. Because the Iron Claw and the Bear. <laughs> He's probably my favorite actor out now, and I hope to see him in like as many movies as he can take on in a year. I yes. want to see him part of a superhero if, franchise. I don't. I do. I don't. Yeah. Not did, yet. Did you, oh, you, weren't, you didn't say that on that pod, but there was an episode where we discussed he apparently had a meeting with uh, some of the execs at Marvel, uh -huh. And he basically asked them, why should I be in your movie? No, not Marvel. I want to see him in the James Gunn DC. As what? I don't want to see him do anything. Like oh, I just want to see him do it. Think, I think he should keep doing uh, what he's doing. He should keep doing done. real movies. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he should keep being on The Bear, first of all. Yeah, that show should run forever. <laughs> as long as it can. The Berzatos, man. It's, it's good. Uh, so, yeah. Make the kids go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. but I have to think of the. Uh, I can't think of any other actor who's acted uh, consistently throughout. Jacob Elordi could be my person of the year, too. Probably three ways split think, but between Io, uh, uh, Edbury, and uh, Jeremy Allen White and uh, Jacob Elordi for my person of the year in terms of the world that we operate in. Um, do you want to talk about May, December? I do. Do you know what this movie is about? No. No, no I want you. 
I'm guessing it's about the months between May and December. I want you to tell me about it. Fuck you thought, eh? You're wrong. (laughs) Um, May, December is essentially based off, loosely based off a true story that involves, um, um, it's an affair that happened in the 90s between a teacher and a student. The student got the teacher pregnant. Should they now have a family? They're making a movie about this family. The actress is coming to their house to study the dynamic in their household. To adapt the character. Actress played by Natalie Portman. Um, subject played by Julianne Moore. The um, Her husband, who she married the student because they had kids together, is played by Charles Melton. What's the age difference? I think she was like, he was, I think he was 13 and she was like 30. Well, that's Damn. Not, that, that's, oh, it's bad. That's it's not bad. good. Yeah, it's not great. Something like that. Anyway. Um... It's a great character drama. The fact that it's slid into uh, com- comedy or musical. Yes, there are some funny bits. Uh, it is so awkwardly it is, funny. It's so much more. It's so much more. It is so great. Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore are fantastic. Charles Melton has the best performance I've ever seen him have in the history of cinema ever. What have I seen Charles Melton in? Riverdale. Fucking Archie? No, what's... Is it Riverdale? When you're starting off with listing Riverdale, Charles I'm sorry. Like, oh, is it uh, the 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 guy with the, like the darker skin there? The guy with the dark like the like olive taint. The skin. he was in Riverdale. Yeah. Show me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what oh, I was that dude. About. That's yeah. What I was talking about. By name, I, I never know him by name. Richie. That's his name? It's Richie. uh, Okay, cool. Anyway, he's in... (laughs) He dies. Sad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he's in this, and this movie is uh, pretty much, yeah, the exploration of a dynamic, the exploration of what happens when you suppress so much. Because that, let's be realistic, is that a relationship that should should exist? 30 and 13? Probably not. However, the way that they portray it is like they're aged up now. But they're looking. They're constantly reflecting on the past. That relationship was put through the whirlwind of the limelight. Like it became yes. public in the news, and so they're dealing with it real time. And they have an actress studying how they behave. It's it's different. It's 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 very interesting. It's well acted above all. Well written. Uh, there is some awkward scenes, but it's uh, for the most part. It's it's it. Yeah. My my real question is how philosophical is it? It's, as, it's about as philosophical as you let him, as you as you make it. Okay, like the movie all... tells a story, and you could take it or leave it. But how far does it go in there? Like she studies her their habits and like their relationship. Like, are you okay? Like <laughs> what? Me? Yes, you. You're having a fucking twitching beside me. What's no, going I'm on? I'm just walking around. You gotta go. You gotta go to the bathroom. No, I think just, you should go to the bathroom. I'm just walking around. Man, just dancing. Around. Yeah, you're you're making noises. You're fucking distracting me. I'm trying to have my thoughts, and all I see is the running man in the corner of my eye. <laughs> That's Stop. literally in It's book. fucking hot in this room. It's not hot oh, as Emma Stone in Poor Thing, he's, she's, he's just like <laughs> following his intrusive thoughts. <laughs> anyway, um, it's about as philosophical as you make it. It's a movie that I feel like everybody should probably watch because it's so interesting. And you see like the actual um, pro- psychological product of an actress. Natalie Portman does that so well. Like she'll like have been told a story and then go back to that place and try to recreate Anyway, she uses, like, it's like taking advantage of this family, taking advantage of what they're telling her. It's, it's a story that I, I don't want to bother talking so much about because it's a film that should be viewed. Yeah. It's not a film that should be spoken of. Mm-hmm. It's just watch it and let it let yourself watch it. Don't 
Um, don't come out here trying to understand it because you'll it, it'll explain you'll, itself to you. you you'll to miss the go. point if you try. Yeah, to there's a whole it. point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it, maybe I look at it a little bit deeper than I should, but to me, it's a whole. I mean, it, when, it exists. It, when it a movie has that kind of like more. value into it, you gotta actually do it that way. Yeah, it's very. Uh, one word I could use to describe it, it's very rich in 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 content matter. Mm-hmm. It's just something. There's something to take out of it. There's something to take out of it. What are you fucking showing me now? Well, we can talk about it. After. Are you sitting in on the podcast? Or are you, I, you asked me, me to sit in. I am fucking. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> sitting. I'm fucking standing. <laughs> My real question was more so. Uh, the thing I was scared with because I like read the plot of that movie a little yeah. bit, and I was scared that this movie would go too far into the um, judging part of that relationship and less into like it the, doesn't. Okay, it's really about no. like introspection and yeah, the way. Yeah, they, okay, yeah. great. Because I was scared it was going to be this whole like. We're going to unfold the mystery rather than no, we're just going to live it's through not a, life. It's not a crime drama. Okay. It's we're living through how these people are with the environment they are in. It is very interesting. How old are the kids? One of them's older. One of them's like a teenager. Okay. They're graduating. It's graduation. Okay. So like 16. 17. Yeah, 16, 17. Actually, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly the age, but they're a little bit older. Uh, but yeah, May December is a film that should be watched. We didn't talk about it last week. I didn't have many thoughts to share. Mm. It's kind of just exists in its own world. How should it be approached compared to what movies have been released this year? Because I feel like I don't, I can't put my mind or like a name to a movie that is I would like this. Argue that a lot of movies shouldn't go to streaming. This movie can be completely viewed on screening and fine. Okay, it should be watched. Like sit down on your couch and press play and just don't move. Mm. Let it. Is it a solo movie or are you watching? Yeah, it solo movie. You can okay. watch it with a, like a, your your couple, but mm-hmm. even then, like, it's I, just. I watched up. it by myself, and I was very happy to watch okay. it by myself. I was f- able to fully appreciate what's going mm-hmm. on in front. And of you, me. you told me earlier that you gave it a lower score than you should have. Yeah, I gave it a nine one. I probably deserve like a nine four, nine five. You're gonna, are you going to edit? No. <laughs> no, but I'll know Put that. Put a stamp that, on the post. Like, redacted. I'll know that that movie is is always yeah. that is always good. 9-1 is not a bad score. No. Let's be very clear. But um, Then we have some... Um, yeah, I don't have much else about it. No, but it's more so we went in to mention it because like, it got some awards. It got, yeah, a lot of award nominations. It will probably win sure. some awards. I, well, I hope so. But like, when you have like that testament of quality, that unique of a movie, yeah. you gotta like at least mention it. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it, it is good. It's very good. A mm-hmm. um, couple things to touch on in terms of film news. We got more information about Duke. Which it's I'm funny because Dune was delayed. Yeah. The, the release date happened already. It should be out, but it's mm-hmm. pushed until but March. Like, I, but now I'm not hyped anymore. Uh, it's because it's got pushed. Yeah, it's been pushed too much. Like, and I've, I'm watching the trailers. I'm looking at them, and I, I I'm kind of starting to like I question that, I felt it. that way after Dune one. Then I watched it, and I was like, okay, you're better than I thought you were mm-hmm. going to be. And it's going to be the same thing. But apparently, it's uh, Denis Villeneuve's longest film. Not by much, by like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two hours and 46 minutes long. This is the norm now. So yes, it's... It is what it is. Uh, the new trailer came out. It's fine. Uh, it looks fine. It looks the way that I felt it's about the first one. It's just other like, scenes that tell the same story that have been seen I, I from know, other trailers. I don't know. have to see. Yeah. No, that's, it's just... The, yeah, exactly. The trailers are the same. It's just different Granted, scenes, it's a good thing shots. at this point. Just yep. give us the movie. We'll start it. And uh, news out of Dune, obviously the Dune 3 script is almost finished. Then even Villeneuve is almost done. Cool. He's 
benefiting from the uh, mm-hmm. the strikes, or ben- he was benefiting from the strikes to finish the script. Yes, he's been able to do that. Um, interesting movie trailer dropped this morning called Civil War. Yeah, this is a twenty four film uh, directed and written by Alex Garland. Garland, who just made Men uh, two he years. Also ago. worked on. Uh, X Machina. X Machina. Yeah. and like uh, Men was met with uh, mixed reviews, but mm-hmm. aside from that, he's been pretty good prior to that. Uh, this movie stars Kristen Dunst. Actually, wait, before, I don't want to do that. No. What the fuck was I even watching in this trailer? Like yeah. you got Nick Off- Nick Offerman's playing president. Yes, which is cool. Jesse Plemons got red glasses on with a military outfit holding a fucking M15. You got... <laughs> like, what the fuck are Mary, I for those who Mary have not Jane seen Watson's movie, taking her journalism yeah. to a whole new level. For those who have not seen the trailer of that movie, it's basically, as the title said, a civil war, but set in the US, where California and Texas would have cessated from the rest and would have created two fronts. And it's basically about that a journalist that is trying to document everything that's going on, yeah. but drama happens, shit hits the fan goes to shit yeah and to me at least I saw that trailer and I felt it, it will, it's a very scary move from A24 because given the world we're living in right yeah. now it could go sour really it, it, quickly it feels like it hits a little bit closer to home yes like you know uh, but as a movie what am I going to say that's bad it looks pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. like I said Jesse Plemons got red sunglasses on yes like, what the fuck he's got an M15 red sunglasses mm-hmm. and he goes what Buzz type cut. of American are you yep. Buzz cut with the, <laughs> with the beard yes Plemons looks ready Kristen Dunst is going to play this journalism you have Pe- uh, Pablo Escobar who was in Narcos but it's Wagner Morna who's in this movie as well he's got the tightest t-shirt with some earrings it just looks like fucking peak America yep. and I'm so excited looks like Florida in a <laughs> 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 I'm just waiting for the crocodile salt to happen it's the swamp puppies <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun I can't, I'm going to watch the movie it's going to be like a neat action movie Yes. also this is the first time I felt like A24 stepping into that really elevated scale say, of film. Like I was this about is a, to say. This is high. This Isn't is like the kind Holly- of IP they were looking for? This looks like a ho- Hollywood action movie. They were mentioning how they were looking for an IP Higher to go IP. into. Yeah. Because this to me reminding me... They wanted to make more blockbuster. This reminded me of The Purge in terms of level of anxiety they yeah. could like, like yeah. bring into yeah. you. And in a way that is not tacky like The Purge, no. but more so like you're into it. To me it was a mix between The Purge and a quiet place where you're like in the world where you don't know where to step yeah but at the same time you're in society you cannot escape yeah I thought Purge in The Walking Dead more that's a good that that apocalyptic vibe the apocalyptic vibe and also the fact that like there's different groups because a quiet place well you're discussing society in a quiet place I was looking the anxiety yeah the anxiety but it's like when you said a quiet place the only thing is like I thought it's because in the second one you know they go to the other island oh you're saying the groups in the walking dead the the groups in the walking dead they're like yo who the fuck is you uh what are you doing here yeah and like you saw Jesse Plemons in the movie he's like yeah what kind of American are you with his Elton John-esque sunglasses. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. What right. a look! So what right a look! Like, My new profile picture on PlayStation is going to be just he's, that. He's a unit. Anyway. Absolutely. Uh, the movie looks like it's a lot of fun. It comes out in May. Uh, now I think we this, have to uh, like, stop because we got to go watch the Kung Fu Panda trailer. 100%. That's more important. Kung Fu Panda! Anyway, wants a Kung it's going to cut. It's going to cut to us after that, right? Yeah. All right. So Kung Fu Panda no, wait. For, uh, There you go. Kung Fu Panda 4 trailer is, is, is pretty funny. It, it's, it's, 
It's exactly what you'd expect out of a Kung Fu Panda trailer. Glad to see that nothing's changed, is all I can say. Uh, yeah. But there isn't much else to say. No, uh, it's like, just a know. movie. Viola Davis plays the bad guy. Yeah, Viola Davis is the chameleon. Aquafina plays the new assistant. Yeah. To, to Jack Black. Jack Black's back. Jack Black's... Oh. Jack Black's Jack Black. Uh, aside from that, the movie looks pretty good. Pretty fine. Pretty dandy. Not much else to say. Comes out in 2024 at some point. They didn't say it late. No. What? Jack Black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aside from that, that's been the real talk. If uh, you were expecting more out of the Kung Fu Panda trailer, because we don't have much to say. Anyway, um, that is it for this week's real talk. Make sure to follow and like on whatever you get your podcasts. Uh, uh, thank you very much to Brother Matt for sitting in. Yeah. Small round want, of applause if, for the man. We'll always be there when you're there. We appreciate it. Okay, you can stop now. All right. Uh, Brother Matt, thank you very much for sitting in. You're As always, we'll the see you next... What the fuck was that? I don't know what that was, to be that honest. That was a thing. I double tapped... Never stop asking questions. Like, no. <laughs> I'm about to rock y'all if you don't close this quick. Anyway... <laughs> Alright, as for uh, as per usual, I'm uh, Nick A, co-host Nick L. That's me. Yes, sir. And uh, we the... Special guest brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we the boys, and we back next week uh, for Real Talk episode 13. We're closing out on Christmas. I uh, hope you feel that festive energy. Do it for the ho-ho-hos. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>